Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. Coaches, does it feel like sometimes all you're doing is copying, pasting, nudging, rearranging, and redrawing your playbooks? Get your time back. Designed by a current NFL coach with the same pain points you have, Pro Quick Draw is an incredibly powerful plugin to improve the playbook software you've already got on your computer, Microsoft PowerPoint. We've created buttons, tools, and shortcuts to save you time, keep you organized, and give your playbook presentations, scout cards, and practice scripts a professional look, and created in half the time. We've got over 25 NFL teams using PQD, and we're giving you a chance to use it too with our new affordable price for high school coaches. Try us for 30 days with no strings attached. You'll get a one-on-one video call with a football coach who speaks your language. Plus, you get to keep everything you make during your trial. Visit www.proquickdraw.com to get an impressive 2022 playbook started. In this episode of The Culture Classroom, we sit back and talk to Jacob Land. This episode was recorded on September 9th in 2021, which is the start of football season. The Patriots had started the season 1-3 and three and had uncharted territory and facing some adversity was being 1-3. Since then, the Patriots have won the back, their back-to-back-to-back state championship, and Jacob serves as the co-offensive coordinator for that team. Jacob has now since taken a head coaching job at Lamar School in Meridian, Mississippi. This episode is based off a Motivation Monday by John Torrey, our co-host, back on May 13th of 2019. It goes into a Twitter poll of who was a better running back, Barry Sanders or Walter Payton. In this podcast, you'll have questions answered of what inner voice do you listen to more, the winner or the quitter? Or why is it important to just not settle for average or easy or what most people do? Then we look at tough moments that build and reveal character much like the Patriots had to face adversity that built and revealed character to help them win their back-to-back-to-back state championship. Sit back and relax and listen to Jacob Land inside the Culture Classroom. Welcome to the Culture Classroom. I'm here with Jacob Land today. Um, Kind of a unique deal. You're finally on staff with us, which is a cool deal. Last time you were on the episode, um, you were at North Warning. Yeah, just just going to Fort Worth Christian. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. So, oh. Jacob's now the co-offensive coordinator with us at MRA, and today we have a unique topic. Uh, we're thinking about this to coaches and our listeners that you're you're kind of at the first quarter of the football season. So you're in week three, week four. For us, we played week zero, so we're in week five, which is really unique. We started August thirteenth, but I wanted to share with you. Uh, just some stuff, and, and Mississippi's rich with, with NFL talent, if you're familiar with Mississippi. And one that stands out is Walter Payton, and he played at Jackson State, uh, and you're familiar with him as well, Jacob, when he ran the hill. You know, he'd always run the hill. Oh, yeah. And another running back that rivals him, I think, is Barry Sanders, who also quit and retired. I say quit. He retired at an early age. Uh, so let's, let's talk about those two guys real quick. And... I guess Pat posed this question to our listeners, like, who was the better running back? So for me, it was Walter. Who was it for you? I, I would I would say Barry Sanders. I always love watching Barry Sanders' games. 
mainly because he just his balance was unbelievable. Obviously, Walter Payton has balance, speed, and run over people, but Barry Sanders brought that excitement to it that he could wiggle out of anything. Um, it's just so much fun to watch. You know, as a young kid, I don't really remember much, but then going back now on YouTube, you can see all of his highlights, and they're they're pretty amazing. Um, I really wish he hadn't retired so early because he would have been a lot of fun. He would have been really fun in, I guess, today's offenses where we people spread the ball around so much and just kind of spread the defense out so much, give him probably a lot more space to run and do the things he did yeah. that were so amazing back then. Would have been a lot of fun to see him uh, maybe with, like, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes now. Oh, wow. would have been – or in McVay's offense out in – I guess Los Angeles, that would have been a lot of fun to see him play. But Walter Payton was obviously good. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, maybe it's the same type of thing as the MJ, Kobe, LeBron argument. But those two dudes are, are special. Yeah. yeah, they're high on the list, uh, definitely. And to our listeners, you know, you're, you're probably having the same discussion. Uh, or maybe there's a, a guy that's even better, uh, you know, think about Earl Campbell. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Ricky Williams is maybe not in that same category, but yeah. if you think about when he was at Texas, he was Texas, really he was good. good. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, another one that comes to mind that was just a lot of fun to watch. But to me, Barry Sanders was, he was so much fun. Just to watch his highlights, yeah. it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, really so, unbelievable. So low to the ground and oh, yeah. all the things. He, I mean, he was with the Lions. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like Archie with the Saints. Uh, so I want to talk about this, and, and the theme of this podcast is, is going to be Never Quit. Uh, you can po- you can play off of Jimmy Valvano. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. But a lot of times, I'm going to talk a little bit about our experience right now and with our team and our never quit attitude. As we've been through a rough stretch of going one and three, and you know we've lost three games in three years, and now we've lost three of our first four in one season. So it's easy for teenagers, I think, to to quit in some kind of capacity. They're like they're just beat down. They're they're, I don't even know the word, look for like just downtrodden, I guess. There's just the mundane of like the winning, the winning, the winning, and now we've lost three of our first four. So as coaches, I wanted to join in this podcast, and I wanted you because you've won. Yeah. I think for today's kids, too, and what we're kind of going through, the kids today, they want that instant gratification, that instant winning. You know, They feel like when they put the work in, they want it now. And so I think it's becoming more and more difficult for kids to, to understand the process and to understand what going through tough times means. So it's, you know, we're kind of, we're one in three right now. It's been tough on some kids, yeah. you know, it definitely yeah. has. Um, but this time and this period, every, everyone's going to go through it eventually. Yeah. I think that's, I tell my classes that it's one of life's um, promises that mm-hmm. there are going to be tough times in life. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And I think that's what football and all these sports uh, they give you those opportunities to learn how to go through tough times. And just give you more opportunities to practice that, which we're going to be talking about. Yeah, what is it? Old tough times don't last. Tough people do. Tough people do. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, I go back to what you said about the the instant gratification, the microwave society that we live in, mm-hmm. is they want it now. And a lot of times you hear kids say, "Well, I put in the work." Yeah. Well, just because you work hard and you dedicated X amount of hours does not mean that you're going to win. Yeah, because on the other flip side of that, just because you're working doesn't mean you're going to win. Because the other team, I mean, what are they doing? You think they're not working? Right. And it's just like in real life when they get out of football, they get out of high school, they get out of college. Uh, when you go for that job, there's someone out there that's working just as hard as you, right. most likely, if not harder. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a hard lesson to learn, but it's a great lesson to learn in an early age. Um, now, again, that's what sports kind of presents to a lot of kids. Right. Well, I want to I want to dive into this. Um, 
And we'll get into the winner or the quitter here in a minute. But I want to hit on this. Why is it important not just to settle for average or even just easy? Because that's what most people do. We talk about it with the kids. Like they want to settle. And if you want to go into Brian Kite, you can talk about the mountain of average, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the 10, 80, 10, and how people have to set themselves apart in being elite. And I think today's society, today's kids, everybody says like kids have changed, which I don't necessarily think kids have changed. I think parents have changed. Parents I think, have definitely changed. I think coaches have changed mm-hmm. in, well, we're going to cater to this and hope this works. We're going to cater to this. Well, no, it, it goes back to what I heard yesterday. Hard work, dedication, effort. And if you're not getting the job done, there's somebody else behind you. It's just like what you just said earlier about somebody else is working just as hard, if not harder, than you are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think one of the mottos that I've kind of lived by, especially once I kind of got it, and I didn't really get it much in high school, but I've, I went on to college and afterwards, I got that mindset of I kind of want things to be hard. Um, and the reason why is because I know I can get through those things. I know I'm not going to quit. Um, I know somewhere, somewhere else, somebody else is probably going to quit. You know, if it was easy, then everyone would do it, right? And that's why I've told teams in the past that we want it to be hard because if it was easy, then everyone would win the state championship. Everyone would win a game. And we want it to be hard because we know we're going to do the hard work. And that's kind of my motto that I kind of think and have that mindset on a daily basis. Is like, man, I want it to be hard. I want coaching to be a hard profession because I know somewhere, you know, there's probably not a coach that's going to work as hard as me. Right. And, you know, and that's going to come a time where I'm going to have the advantage on that person and then it's going to show up on Friday nights. And I think that that attitude for not only for football players or people on athletics, I think that attitude can really carry over because, like we just talked about in the real life, when you go for jobs, jobs are going to be tough. They're going to be tough times in jobs. You know, and you want it to be hard because you know, again, somewhere, some somebody is probably going to quit. Yeah, and I think about, you know, the CEO of a company that's hiring and they have 15, 20, 25 people interviewing for this job. Well, what have you done to set yourself apart to withstand maybe the, some of the tough questions that, that are going to be asked in the interview? Uh, the tough questions you have to ask yourself in a mirror test, like, am I good enough for this job? Have I prepared myself for this job? And that goes right back into coaching, which transcends right back into kids. Have they put in the work? Have they been diligent with maybe their nutrition? Have they done it with their schoolwork? Have they gotten enough sleep? Have they have they done all the right things to prepare themselves for Friday? So that, you know, when I when I start thinking about easy or average, that a lot of people in today's world want the easy. They want the shortcut. They don't want the second mile. They want the easy shortcut. Give it to me now. Microwave society that we alluded to earlier. And I'm at a loss of, if you get one shot at life, why not have it hard and then make make the victories even better? Even better, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's a lot of my success as coaching and a lot of the teams I've been successful on, the ones that really stand out are the teams that we had that we had, had it hard. You know, my favorite year that I ever coached uh, was 2016 when we got beat in the uh, the regular season and lost our district championship when we came back and beat the same team in the semifinals. I'll remember those two games for the rest of my life because it was hard. It was difficult, and we had to go through some things as a team and mature and grow. Um, but we wanted hard. You know, we wanted it hard, and that's what we needed that year because we knew that we were going to accept that challenge while other teams, they just weren't. Um, so that mentality there, like you're saying, not accepting just being average, not wanting the easy road. Yeah. You know, I just can't stress that enough, and you don't want it to be easy. 
right? Because shoot, if it was easy, then every single team would win a state championship, right? That's right. Everybody's goal would be the same, and everybody would achieve that goal. Exactly. And that'd be exactly. everybody would be holding holding the trophy, holding and getting the medallions and all that stuff. So I think it's the perseverance also that plays a lot into the winner versus the quitter. Mm-hmm. You know, how how much can you withstand? I think about Marines. I think about people that go through boot camp. I mean, that's they put you some tough stuff. And, you know, my dad being in the military, I mean, he had, he told me there was one time he had like a wrench and they had these turtle shells on. They, they had dudes like hit him in the head with a turtle shell when he messes up. And, you know, if you're 18, you're, you're like, man, this, I don't know if I really want to do this. But it pays off when, and I told you the story about him yesterday and, and going and, and being really high ranked in the military. But I think a lot of times the winner versus the quitter also comes down to your heart in the heart issue, if you start looking at that. And and a lot of people, and we'll go back to Barry Sanders real quick. A lot of people thought he just quit. And he didn't just quit. Right. They're like, oh, he quit his team. He's in his prime. He's doing this. No, he, he had achieved what he needed to achieve. And then he was like, I'm going to preserve my body. Right. <laughs> you know, so I, you know, a lot of people, when they see that, like, oh, he just quit. If you remember, like, he would always play on Thanksgiving Day, mm-hmm. you know, always. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, just the quitter versus the winner. Where and you, and you look at Walter Payton. I'm not saying that either one are a winner or a quitter. I think they're both winners. But what Walter did and made it tough for him was he wanted to be the best running back, and that's cool that he played right in our backyard at Jackson State in college. Uh, and the hill that he ran, all the stuff that he went through to be a winner. Right. I think it just sets him apart. They neither one of those wanted an average. Yeah, they definitely did. They definitely did. You know, another thing that comes to mind thinking about average, thinking about not, or wanting things to be difficult. When difficult times arise, to me, you know, I'm a pretty simple-minded person. I don't like to think too, I guess, complex or deep. I've got one or two, I got two choices to quit, mm. you know, or to, you know, to let that problem go off on somebody else or to get it done, to do the work. Right. You know, and I think that's what we told our kids when we were one and two. It's like, we got two choices right now. We even quit. Not win a state championship, not accomplish our goals, not have a good season, not have a fun season. Right. Or we can just go to work. Yeah. You know, I know that's a, such a simple way to say that, and, but that's true. It's very true. you got really two choices when it comes to tough times. It is quit or to kind of pawn that problem off from somebody else or hopefully someone else will do the work so we can be successful. Or you can look in the mirror and just go to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you, and I'll ask our listeners as well, what fight are you currently in? You know, and I'm thinking, for me, a fight would be, you know, time. Time is a fight right now. Where am I putting my time? Where is where is my time management going? Is it going to the things that need to help in this area and compartmentalize things that go on, like my daily life, my personal life, the school life, stuff like that? Um, for our kids, I think it's, you know, the cell phone use. Is where What's their fight in? Because, I mean... It's not rocket science, but football is probably not their most important thing at the top of their list. So their fight, and our fight, I think, is to get them to like that. Like, football needs to be a priority when you're there, and that goes back to a talk that we had earlier this week. But um, I guess I'd ask you, what, what fight are you currently in? Oh, a bunch of fights. One, <laughs> you know, right now we just moved uh, back to Mississippi, and I've had the uh, privilege of living with my parents the last four months. Um, <laughs> Which has been a good thing, but you know, we are ready to get our own house. I mean, shoot, this morning, you know, we practiced at 6.30 in the morning, and uh, we only have one car, my wife and I, uh, moving from Dallas. That's all we really needed, and we still have one here in Madison. Well, we get in the car at about 5.45 this morning, and it doesn't crank. 
You know, it's just it's just kind of funny though that we we've talked about their tough times, and that's just such a silly example. And that's what I told my wife. I just kind of started laughing. I mean, I told her so. This is easy. Yeah. You know, our car not starting is easy <laughs> compared to all some of the other stuff we've gone through. We can get through this. This right. is a fixable problem. Uh, I know that's just like a, a small example, but just the adjustment of all this school, and then again, being one in three, I'm kind of in that same fight that you just mentioned with our team. Yeah. It's a different different feeling for our team because we had such high expectations at the beginning of the year, and so we're trying to fight those those kids and try to fight what their attention is, like you said, because there's so many distractions out there that are going on. Um, there's so many distractions just from maybe parents or other people outside of our program saying, man, y'all aren't very good. You know, maybe it's you, maybe it's someone else, maybe it's the coaches. Um, it's a daily fight there right. with that right now. Yeah. Um, I've heard it said before, it's a daily fist fight, even with, with with a bunch of kids, um, because you don't know their background. You don't know what they're hearing at home. Uh, are they getting the winner speech? Or are they getting the quitter speech? And that's a big thing uh, in today's society, and it's it's easy to quit. It's easy to quit. When times get tough, it's easy to just throw in the towel. You know, think about Rocky, and they he's just throwing the towel, throwing the towel. I mean, when he's getting pummeled, well, it's easy to just to quit. That's the easy thing because you remove yourself from the situation and the problem. No doubt. Versus, like you said, like this is easy. It's fixable to go and get a new battery and yep. let's, with the car will get cranked and and we'll go about our day. And I think a lot of times, coaches, administrators, teachers, parents, business owners need to understand that. Let your employee know that there are those fixable moments. And right. I think that's a lot of times where when times get tough, the first thing people say, ah, I'm just going to quit. Well, that's like that big red button that you see on commercials. That's the easy button. Yeah. Easy. You're out. And you can remove yourself from it versus going in through the tough time, going in through sitting down, analyzing, hey, how can I make this situation better? Uh, and I think that's a lot of times what, what coaches can do to help their team. So if you're listening right now and you're with your staff, you're listening by yourself, just press pause and ask yourself, what fight are you in? And are you helping your team? Are you helping your fellow coaches? Or maybe you're a CEO. How are you helping your employees not to have that easy quit button? Um, you help them attain their goals. All right, so after you've paused and thought about this, uh, about what your fight is, we're gonna talk about the inner voice that is your winner voice. And Jacob, I just, I'm going to punt this to you with the tough times that you've had. Like, what are some of those those daily wins that you've had to keep that winner voice going instead of that quit mode? You know, I think it's probably taking a step out of the situation and kind of just looking at my, you know, how blessed I am. You know, I think it's it's really easy, you know, simple things like being one in three or, or things like, you know, car breaking down or, or something like that or having issues with friends or your family, it's easy to just make that consume your whole life. And then you talked about compartmentalizing uh, your time from work to family time. And, and sometimes to me, it's really helpful and beneficial to kind of step away from the issue and realize, you know, that I've got it good, yeah. you know, and I've also, I've, my, my life has trained me for moments like this. Um, I've trained my mind for moments like this um, to keep pushing you know, I talked about those two choices to quit or just to do the work, mm. you know, and that's just what keeps coming back to me. So if I t- take a step out of the situation almost, compartmentalize it and understand it's like, look, one, this is a fixable issue because 
99% of the issues that we face are, are very fixable. Yeah. You know, there are some situations that aren't fixable right. and that um, you can't change or correct or, or whatever, but most of our issues and most of, the, most of the fights that we have are very fixable yeah. and we can do the work. And so that's why I, I just keep reminding myself the two choices, the quit or do the work, you know, yeah. and this is something that you've trained for and that you're ready for and that, um, heck, again, you've only got two options. Right. Quit and things get worse or you've got to go to work. Yeah. Well, I'm going I'm to piggyback off of that and go into our football team. And uh, the three words that we talked about, and Coach Tory, who does the podcast with me, says this a lot, is surrender the outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's a big mantra, I think, for a lot of teams uh, as they go across the board and like, hey, winning, yes, is important. But surrender the outcome. Well, what does that exactly look like? And I think it boils down to two things, victory or fulfillment. And where is your fulfillment coming? Yes, that each day in practice that my my fulfillment and I'm envisioning that outcome, if you will. That outcome is what I want it to be, and it's not a Monday to, to Friday. It's what I talked about on our team. Like, you gotta you got to separate Monday to Monday and Tuesday to Tuesday. And Monday can't take care of Friday yet if you're talking about a Friday night football game. So a lot of times I think if you are searching for just victory, the W at the end, and we said it earlier, not everybody gets that trophy. Not everybody wins. Not everybody gets that medal. Um, because if, I'm a firm believer if you build your, your success just on wins and losses, eventually it's like building on sinking sand because you don't win every time. No like not, not everybody can win. So there has to be some type of fulfillment, whether – you know, you got the job or not got the job. Maybe you got you didn't get the job and it prepared you for another job down the road and stuff like that. But ultimately, and, and to our listeners, we're, we're talking about not quitting, essentially. Like, when tough times get rough, get after it. Get exactly. your Roll your sleeves up. Get dirty. Like, micro at dirty jobs, you know. Like, just get in there. Get in it where it's muddy and nasty and ugly and just go to work. Yeah, definitely. You know, that for that phrase too, that uh, you don't really know who someone is until you go through the fire with them. Mm. You know, I, you know, I'm a big Mississippi State fan, and, and Mike Leach said it in one of his press conferences as they were down a few scores to Louisiana Tech the other day. That you know, we found out some character of some people on the football team because they quit on us in the third quarter. We also, you know, on the flip hand of that is that we found out the character of some guys because they stepped up and led. Right. You know, so you really don't know. Uh, the character of people until you go through the fire with them. It's kind of what we're going through as a football team right now. Some character is being revealed. Yeah. You know, some bad, but a lot of it good. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it good. Yeah. And which is, is very, very encouraging to me. Yeah. The resilience that, that I'm seeing and I think you're seeing as well with our team is it's they're ready to go back to work. And the only way to get back to work is to get on that field on Friday night. And they've done a great job at practice. So uh, to you coaches, uh, if you have those guys that, maybe have that low character, maybe maybe you're not making it hard enough at practice to reveal character issues because when when those character issues start getting revealed, you'll tell a lot about your football team. That's what we're seeing right now with us being uh, one in three right now, essentially playing the NFL preseason, you know, with who we played. Uh, regardless, that, that's just one of those things that you go through in life. It makes you better in the end and uh, – I just, I just really think that if you take the winner and you listen to your inner voice and you don't hit the easy, quick button, you'll be better off for it in the end. Yeah, yeah no doubt. You know, that's just, 
that inner voice of the winner needs to be trained. Yes. And again, I, I go back to the thing of what we said at the beginning of the podcast is that that's what's great about high school athletics yeah. is that it, it, it gives those kids an opportunity to train that inner voice, to push through tough times, to train it to say, hey, you can do it. Yeah. You know, don't quit. We're going to get through this. This is going to work. You know, and this is just a great opportunity we're going through, uh, me and you with this football team, because it's presented a great opportunity for our kids to tell themselves inside, hey, it kind of stinks right now, yeah. but let's keep working. Yeah. You know, there's daylight at the end of the tunnel. We know we're going to work hard. We want it to be hard because we know other teams would quit during this scenario. Right. So, I mean, again, high school athletics is so great because it's given those kids those opportunities just to train that inner voice. Yeah, and it get, I think it – and coaches get into coaching for, yes, to win. I get it. State no championships, absolutely. No but these young men, a lot of them, 90 – I forgot the percentage of it. 98% of them, this is it. This is the end of the road for them. Or 96% is the end of the road for them. And so making that experience positive to where when a tough time arises, maybe in college – or maybe when they didn't get their first job, they, they go back to this situation. They're like, you know what, I didn't quit then. By God, I'm not going to quit now. Right. And this is what's going to prepare me for the future. So ultimately, we're, we're, we're building young men, we're fielding young men um, to not be quitters and to be winners in life. Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw.